Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Wealth Planning, unveiling the secrets of wealth creation, where we discuss important topics to help you pursue life's important goals. I'm Lewis Green, a Senior Vice President and Portfolio Manager with Green Wealth Management at UBS Financial Services. I'm located in New York City and can be reached at 212-713-9281 or at lewis.green at ubs.com. Have you changed jobs recently and had a 401k retirement plan at your last job? Are you recently retired? Do you have multiple 401k plans? Were you unfortunately laid off from your last job? Did you inherit a 401k from someone else? If your answer to any of these questions is yes, then this episode is for you. Deciding what to do with your former or current 401k plan is extremely important because for many, those plans will represent a large portion of their retirement savings. It is extremely important to understand what your options are and the role your 401k plans may play in helping you pursue your long-term financial goals. In today's podcast, we will explore your options around your 401k plan. I'll start by giving a few examples of some investment mistakes I have seen in 401k plans. I'll then explain the four main options individuals have when they leave their current employer or retire with a 401k plan. I'll explain the advantages and disadvantages for each, all explained through a case study of a prospective client I met recently. I recently met with a young, extremely hardworking prospective client. He's an executive who works for a financial firm in New York City. He was interested in working with a financial advisor to discuss how he should be positioned at this stage in his life. He had a lot of questions for me concerning his portfolio, which included an old 401k plan, a taxable portfolio, and an IRA. Now, he managed his own investments, that he was still learning, and was looking to figure out whether to engage me as his financial advisor. His questions, many of which I hear from other prospects, were focused on potential returns, fees, monthly trading, how often we would communicate, and what vehicles I would use to manage his investments. He also asked me what should he do with his old 401k. As you can see, he had a lot of questions. We spent some time going through the asset allocation, meaning the equity fixed income mix, and holdings for each account. When we got to his 401k plan, I noticed 20% of it was in a money market fund. Now, I don't typically see such a large allocation to a money market fund in 401k plans, so I asked him about it. Now, for anyone who does not know what a money market fund is, it's a fund that holds highly liquid investments, such as treasury bills. He explained that he moved 20% of his assets to that fund in 2022 because he couldn't tolerate the market losses. Now, 2022, that was a tough year for investors because of the declines in most of the bond and equity markets. There was almost no place to hide. Now, some investors move their investments into money market funds when markets are volatile. While I think all investors should have an emergency fund with conservative investments, I explained why I didn't think holding a large money market allocation in his 401k plan for an extended time was a good idea. You see, market timing is tough, if not impossible. Missing out on just a few days of positive returns in a given year might mean you miss out on that year's rally. That is one of the reasons I advise clients with a long-term horizon to stay invested with those funds designated for their long-term goals. However, Staying invested for the long term will probably mean you will see some large swings in your 401k investment statements at some point in time. You must, however, be able to stay invested. You see, for many of our clients, the behavioral part of investing is where they need the most help. A lot of the work we do is in helping our clients stay invested through market declines and doing a deep dive into their risk tolerance. I like to think of risk tolerance as a mix of one's willingness to take risk and one's ability to take risk. I meet with prospective clients often. And I met with some who can't tolerate any market losses, as well as others who are not phased by extreme amounts of market volatility. 
Let me give you a great example. I once worked with a couple in their 80s. Both had IRAs with me, and they also had a joint investment account. Now, based on their balance sheet, their cash flow, and their spending patterns, they had an ability to take on a high level of risk. The wife, well, she loved to discuss investments with me, and she had a willingness to take on a moderate level of risk. The husband couldn't tolerate any risk. Now, they had more money than they would ever need, yet the husband refused to hold any equity investments and became upset when discussing market volatility. I think of that couple whenever I want to define or discuss risk tolerance with any of my potential clients. You should also always be aware of the underlying investments in your 401k portfolio. And if they are mutual funds, do a deep dive or have someone do a deep dive into the underlying investments of those mutual funds. Let me give you an example. One prospect I met with, John, recently showed me a statement of holdings from his old 401k. We had talked about that plan for years, and he always indicated to me that 60% of the portfolio was invested in stocks, while 40% of the portfolio was invested in fixed income investments. Now, after reviewing John's statements, to my surprise, I noticed the 40% fixed income allocation was invested in one fund, a high-yield fixed income mutual fund, which invested in primarily non-investment-grade bonds that are at a higher risk of not paying interest or returning principal. I showed John how that fixed income fund performed in periods of market volatility, and I compared it to a more traditional investment-grade fixed income fund. I also ran a risk analysis of his entire portfolio. Now, after reviewing the analysis, John agreed to sell the riskier fixed income fund and replace it with an investment-grade fixed income holding. Now, back to my prospective client. Based on our conversation, it was clear a big part of the reason why he didn't reallocate the money market holdings back to equities this year was because of the losses he suffered last year. At his age and with his long-term goals, he had an extremely high ability to take risk, yet a low willingness to take any additional risk in the near term. He was also overwhelmed with his new job and suffered from paralysis by analysis, meaning he was overthinking the problem of getting fully invested again. He also failed to have a clear understanding of the long-term value of his 401k. Now, these are the exact scenarios in which a good advisor can provide value. As we continued our conversation, he asked me, could I manage that 401k plan? If not, what could he do with it? What are his options? I mentioned there were four main options available to him. Each of these options had advantages and disadvantages. His first option is to leave the money in the existing plan. His second option is to roll the money into an IRA or a Roth IRA. His third option is to roll the money into a new 401k plan if he was eligible for one. His last option was to withdraw the money as a lump sum. Option one was to leave the money in the existing plan. For individuals who are busy with their new jobs or just busy with life, this is typically the default move. Some of the advantages of keeping his 401k plan with his old employer include his ability to keep the money tax deferred, no taxes or penalties, his comfort level with the existing investments, and creditor protection. He also might be able to take penalty-free withdrawals at 55 if he is no longer employed and might be able to delay required minimum distributions past age 73 if he is still employed. However, he could no longer make contributions to that old 401k plan and was subject to some of the plan restrictions and administrative fees for maintaining a terminated employee account. While some plans have unique investment options, this plan did not have many. Finally, he also had limited distribution options and a limit on custom beneficiary designations. Option two was rolling to a traditional or Roth IRA. Some of the advantages of rolling his 401k money 
into a rollover IRA include the ease in setting up an IRA rollover, the lack of taxes or penalties when rolling directly into an IRA, continued tax-free deferred growth, the possibility of continued contributions if eligible, the broad array of investment choices at some firms, and access to advice. There are also potential estate planning benefits and the ability to customize beneficiary designations. Some clients also enjoy having fewer passwords to remember and websites to visit. Let me give you an example. A newer client of mine had four jobs over her stellar career. She recently switched jobs and told me how overwhelming it was to track and monitor so many passwords, websites, and investments. I presented to her the advantages and disadvantages of creating a rollover IRA, and after weighing them, she rolled over multiple 401ks to an IRA rollover so that she could easily keep track of the positions through one provider. We also discussed the option of rolling his money into a Roth IRA. Rolling his 401k plan into a Roth IRA, aka a Roth conversion, means he would have to pay taxes on the money that was converted now, and he might be able to take tax-free distributions if he held the money for at least five years and he was aged 59 and a half or older, used it to make a first-time home purchase of $10,000 once in his lifetime, became disabled, or passed away. I recommended that he speak with his accountant if he chose the Roth IRA rollover because of the taxes he would have to pay on the conversion. We also discussed the disadvantages of rolling money into a traditional or Roth IRA. He could no longer use any investments that were specific to the old 401k. He would not have access to loans, and he typically must be 59 and a half before he could take any penalty-free withdrawals. Finally, there was possible limitations on creditor protection, which varies state by state. We then discussed option number three, which was to roll the money into a new 401k plan. This is a good option for anyone who's involved in managing their retirement money or has the time and the willingness to manage their money. You must be eligible for a 401k at your new employer. For anyone interested in this option, they should roll the money directly to the new plan to avoid the 20% mandatory withholding and keep the tax money deferred. You want to avoid additional income taxes and penalties. By rolling the money to the new 401k plan, he could potentially avoid any taxes or penalties, continue to receive tax-deferred growth, have potential access to loans and unique investment options that might not be available in an IRA. He could continue to consolidate assets and continue contributions. He might also be able to delay required minimum distributions past 73 if he was still employed and also creditor protection. Now, we also discussed the disadvantages of rolling to a new 401k. The common disadvantages include restrictions and fees from the new plan, a limited investment menu, and a limit on custom beneficiary designations. The final option, which we took immediately off the table for him, was to withdraw the money as a lump sum. Why? Well, the main advantage for taking the lump sum is having access to the money, and he didn't need the money. If, however, he had company stock in the retirement plan, I would have discussed the special tax treatment available for company stock if it is moved to a taxable account. That can be tricky, so I recommend anyone who does have company stock in a retirement plan to reach out to me to discuss the possibility of deferring taxes on the net unrealized appreciation or the gains on the shares while they were held in the company plan. Now, the disadvantages of taking a lump sum include potential taxes and penalties and less money left behind for retirement, as well as forfeiting tax-deferred growth. There will also be no creditor protection on the funds. Now, that brings us to the end of this episode. As we discussed, there are four options to consider regarding your 401k plan when changing jobs or retirement. Option number one is to leave your money in the plan. 
Option number two is to roll the money into an IRA or Roth IRA. Option number three is to roll the money into a new 401k plan. Finally, option number four is to withdraw the money. Now, if anyone out there is interested in discussing any of the options presented in today's podcast or simply wants a second opinion around their 401k plan, please email me or call me at 212-713-9281. My email address is lewis.green at ubs.com. I'm also happy to share the white paper I mentioned with you. I hope you enjoyed our discussion around 401k plans, and thanks for listening to Wealth Planning, Unveiling the Secrets of Wealth Creation. Please follow this podcast if you're interested in listening to new content, and feel free to send this to friends, family, and colleagues who have changed employers, are facing financial decisions from a liquidity event, or just looking for financial advice. This podcast is presented for information purposes only and should not be relied upon as investment advice or the basis for making any investment decisions. It does not constitute an offer to sell or solicitation of an offer to buy any specific product or service. UBS does not provide legal or tax advice, and we would recommend listeners to obtain appropriate independent professional advice. Some of the views and opinions expressed may not be those of UBS Group AG or its affiliates. UBS Financial Services, Inc. offers investment advisory services in its capacity as an SEC registered investment advisor and brokerage services in its capacity as an SEC registered broker dealer. These services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. It is important that you understand the ways in which we conduct business and that you carefully read the agreements and disclosures that we provide about the products or services we offer. For more information, please review Client Relationship Summary provided at ubs.com forward slash relationship summary. UBS Financial Services is a subsidiary of UBS Group AG and is a member of FINRA and SIPC.